What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of They Said What? Yeah. I'm Sid. It's Mike C on the beat, baby. <laughs> so, um, thank you for joining us again. It's episode four now. So, I think we're getting a little, little, little more comfortable. Been comfortable. <laughs> so, um, tell me what's been going on with you, sir. No, I had a little, you know, vacay, vacation, mm-hmm. you know, went really well, still on vacation. Tell me more. <laughs> I don't think you told me everything about the vacation. You know, mm-hmm. sending them and winning them. Was you hosting? Yeah, we didn't ask me on air. <laughs> <laughs> it should be a yes if you was wholesome. I you didn't understand. even ask me who was off air. Yeah, make sure the people know, <laughs> was you wholesome? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how they do you. Well, while you was on vacation, I was at home sick, and now I'm starting to get. Sick. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm getting over it. It's just the congestion part. I caught it really though. My throat started hurting, and I just started like dosing up on medicine. So it didn't get too bad, but you know when you can't breathe, you just remember all the times when you could breathe. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm just trying to have the good memories right now when I could breathe. But um, other than that, I took my midterm for this course, and I thought I did really shitty. Like, what did I say though? <laughs> he said he probably did good. He probably didn't even grade that hard. It was only nine questions, but it was like a few parts to each one. And I got my grade back, y'all. I got a um, 85. And I had to write a midterm paper. And I got 40 out of 40 on it. You the D. So, I got a 90 in the class right now. So, I'm real happy about that. Just got to push through these last four weeks. And then final. And I'll be done with this class. Um, But, yeah. That's it. And then being a mom and pregnant. So, <laughs> that's always fun. Oh. I did want to say, I have been going to yoga twice a week, mm-hmm. um, and that has been, like, super great, and my instructor actually said something to me last week that I thought um, was really, really cool about forgiveness, and <clears throat> that could be kind of relevant to what we're talking about today, depending on how you flip it, but mm-hmm. she said that... We as humans have this idea that forgiveness, um, whether you're religious or not, people tell you like, oh, you forgive and you forget. Or some people tell you forgive and don't forget. Some people tell you that forgiveness is not for the other person, it's for you. But in reality, the word forgiveness has this negative connotation and it symbolizes or means that there's separation there. Like, if I have to forgive you, there was a wrongdoing that t- that took place. And you then make space in your body, your mind, your heart for that wrongdoing to harbor. Because it's like, oh, I haven't forgiven them. But if you, like, if you assess the situation in a moment and accept it as a lesson, Regardless of what it is, especially with ourselves, a lot of times we can be a lot harder on ourselves than we are with other people. And people always say, you have to forgive yourself. But if you just accept it as a lesson, 
you don't even make space for that negativity and that negative energy of quote unquote forgiveness. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm speaking another language, but it kind of resonated with me because um, I know me personally, I can be hard on myself a lot. And then just this paradigm shift of thinking that forgiveness is not really this big mon- monumentous thing that must be ceremonial and you got to seek forgiveness mm-hmm. or somebody like just accept it as it is and keep moving right you yeah. don't have to do this whole let me harbor on it and then let me think through it and then let me forgive you like just take it as a lesson and and put it into your you know bag of tricks right and grow from it so i thought that was cool but anyway um media has been really crazy again as always uh you wanna i still feel like i i be a little bit out the loop yeah i don't know i really don't be paying attention like that but um i don't know um what you want to start off with um well uh i think that everybody is still um kind of mourning yeah Mm -hmm. with kobe's uh passing kobe and Gigi. um and there was a clip of an interview that came out Mm -hmm. with gail king and lisa leslie who i was so happy to see because she's so um but um in the interview lisa was very well spoken and poised but um from the clip that surfaced there was a question it was a terrible clip (laughs) of course them people made it look like that right um and the clip was of Gail asking or, or bringing up the rape allegations that Kobe faced. Mm-hmm. Shoot, was that back in like 08? Oh, no, no. It was 2003, Three? I think. Yeah. So even further. Yeah. Yes, it was 03. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so she basically asked about the rape allegations and if those would taint his legacy Mm -hmm. um correct me if i'm wrong and how because when somebody passes especially of that stature um who touched so many lives there's always this rundown of like everything they did right Right, yeah all the good and everything and then there are those people that bring up that bad like on Mm -hmm. twitter like don't forget kobe was a a rapist um so it came up and the world was outraged about it. Um, of course, it's not like the whole interview. Um, I don't know if people even watched the whole interview, but I mean, on the nope. out, on the outside, it looks like really bad. It, I mean, look, it sounded bad. It looked bad. Why you say that? Just the way the the way it looked, just like the clip I'm talking about, though. I'm saying it looked bad, and it didn't sound, or you know, like on the right accord. But, I mean, that's not, like, the whole story, of course. But just like saying, like, initially looking at it, it looked bad. So, okay, let me put some more things in context. So, Snoop Dogg, Uncle Snoop, <laughs> took it upon himself to get on his social media and attack Gail King, uh, <laughs> calling her a funky-ass dog-faced bitch. 
You think he was attacking her? Let me tell you, somebody call you funky. <laughs> if somebody call you funky, like they not but like, fucking like, with you. Like he was like, "Can I say it?" Though? <laughs> no, like he, he tried to like hold nah, it. Nah, he asked himself. He tried. To, <laughs> he tried to like hold it back. <laughs> nah, that's just. That's just like when you be your friends. Like, should I do it? And you do it anyway, knowing ain't nobody gonna answer you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He I think um, funk, yeah, that was a lot. I really, it was premature. Yep. It um, was. You know, it's kind of something you just look on your timeline. Like, oh, you know, what I'm saying, well, let me make this. And I'm pretty sure he didn't look at the whole context of the video. Of course, he didn't. Um, I don't. I don't. I think he go back and apologize. I know. Uh, That's a West Coast nigga He ain't finna apologize for shit But like Snoopy He a stand up guy though So Yeah but No Well I'm not saying I I mean It may be something come up He may say something Or Maybe not apologize But Say it in a different way What he wanted to say I don't know I mean maybe But that's not the point The point is like What he did And I think it was very uncalled for Because um, like you said, it was it was premature. Um, social media gives us these small doses of things mm-hmm. that then everybody takes in large amounts. Um, so I think he was wrong in general. Whether Gil, in your opinion, was right or wrong, what he did was totally inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, she's a journalist. Um, and I think... Some we can get into later. A lot of people are um, holding her as a black woman first. And it's like, as a black woman, why would you tear down our black kings? Mm-hmm. And back to an interview, I don't know that it was necessarily wrong of her to ask. I don't think she, would, I don't think she had a negative connotation with it. I think she was asking lisa as as a friend of this man as um a very close friend and as somebody who's now mourning his death how do you feel that this thing that happened in his life will play out to you know in correlation with everything else he's done in his life but then again she was kind of like agging it on too that's what journalists do because she was like, you know, you wouldn't see her, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. Like, I just feel like it should have been like a, how do you feel? And then, you know, like, move on. Like, yeah. She kind of like, you know what I'm saying? With her on. saying, like, you wouldn't see it. I think she was just alluding to the fact that as a friend, you may not have seen that in somebody. Which is true for a lot of things. Like I said, that's fine. But the... Dealing the, with the whole situation and everything, it should have just been a how you feel and move on. And I think that's I think that's part of what people's anger is <clears throat> the um the timing of it all, right? Uh, and the sensitivity of the matter. But this lady getting death threats, dog. Like that's 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 so extra. That's so extra. And now they are, I say they, which black people do a lot. You ever notice how much we say they? They said this. And it's like, who? who is they? Who is they? <laughs> anyway, um, people on the internet said that, you know, there's this attack on black men now. And 
if you don't know much about Gail King, she is a famous journalist, um, writer, uh, TV personality, but she's also very famous for being known as Oprah Winfrey's best friend, which if I got famous, my friends would be famous too. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so now they're looking at the birds of a feather and Mm -hmm. saying, you know, hey, Oprah, which, um, Auntie Monique kind of sparked this debate when she took to her social media and calling Oprah out about her attack on black men um, with her recent involvement in the Russell Simmons documentary about his alleged rape allegations. Mm -hmm. That was a a double, whatever. His, um, the rape allegations that he's facing. And then uh, she, last March... Um, or last spring sometime, she um, aired these After Neverland specials on her own network where she was interviewing the accusers of Michael Jackson. Um, And then I think we all remember Gayle King from her uh, very famous interview with R. Kelly um, in the wake of his very brutal allegations with the uh documentary about the R. Kelly documentary and all these other things that came out so these two women um have clearly been working to like bring light to situations mm-hmm. and what Monique was saying <clears throat> is not only did she have some personal issues with Oprah and how she um failed to have her back on several occasions but the way that she is going about participating in some of these um, situations, predominantly for like against black men, right? And then she made a comment about um, Harvey. What's his name? Is it Weinstein? Weinstein. Oh, shit, I'm gonna say some country. Um, <laughs> she made some comments about um, you know, she was like, she doesn't look at that side of him basically she looks at, at like the sky i don't know how you, how you, what you call it the rainbows in the sky like the silver lining of everything or whatever Oprah said that yeah hmm. I, I just read it like a little while ago you know when that was Mm-mm. was this was this when people were asking her about that like all the allegations that were coming against harvey I gotta find it again, but um, go ahead and continue. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, <clears throat> so it don't look good. It does not look good. But I would say Oprah um has been abused as a child. She was abused as a child, so I can understand her plight to get these uh, these accusers and these victims' voices heard. Um. I just think a lot of people are wondering, like, why not all of these guys? And if you, for me, with Hollywood, Hollywood is full of um, pedophiles, rapists, um, all kind of people that cover things up. And I, I guess my thing with the whole Michael Jackson thing is like, dang, he's not even here no more. Like, we still talking about this? And that might be wrong on my part because... Um, 
Right. I've never like had that kind of experience, so I'm sure it's something that you deal with for the rest of your life. Um, if you were to be abused and everything, so I don't want to take that away from the victims, but it's just out of curiosity, why in 2019 do we? You know, are we still talking about Neverland and everything that happened? She did the special in 2019. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um. So she was like, she looks at the silver lining of everything. And she was like, because um, it's like a scandal or something, too. So she was like, if this is all you think about Harvey, then, you know, we're messing up, basically. Wow. That's so, interesting. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't understand. That does look bad. It looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, I mean, after all that she's done per se for the community whatever you want to say she's done it just doesn't make sense for her to shed so much light on us and that both sides you know i understand that we do have to talk about this stuff within our community because if we don't talk about it nobody else will talk about it i mean that's fine okay but you know what i'm saying like you gotta you can't just play one side mm-hmm. if you're gonna do it then you know do it the whole way and if that's her friend or whatever, she need to be interviewing him then. The same way, you know what I'm saying, y'all want to interview uh, Lisa or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Y'all need to be interviewing y'all friends too that's out in Hollywood, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not, that's not fair. Yeah. That's, I don't know. That's interesting. And I guess it would be one thing. It's like um, if these men were only um, being accused or only had victims who were of a certain what race, maybe not, not black, or that it maybe all the victims were black or something, and, yeah, and she's I'm like, she's doing this for these black victims or something, but it's not the case. Is anybody even in like the Neverland? Are there are they any black victims? Um, I think they're mostly white boys, but uh, I, I don't know. So like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. What what is the? It's so long afterward, you know. What's the key point? Like, what was the reason? <laughs> what are we trying to figure out here? You know, so I mean, I understand Monique's, you know, point of view, but Monique always keep it all the way funky. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I I can see that side of like us or people being upset, you know, but it doesn't negate the fact that. People like Bill Cosby and R. Kelly, who should not be lumped in with this Kobe debate, are exactly where they need to be. They're getting exactly what they deserve. And I don't want people to feel like, because Kobe was this great man, that he did not rape that girl, which I don't don't think, I think he was accused, but nothing. She didn't even want to testify. Right, but the only people that really know what happened are those two. Right. Right, and so many times... Victim stories go unaccounted for. Sometimes they pull out not because it didn't happen, but because of the the backlash that it has in the effects on them anyway. So not to take away from victims, we cannot, you know, confirm or deny if it happened, but we know that he was involved in it. There was a case, but that did not define who he went on to be. Right. And that's kind of the questions... I want to discuss with you is how far does your good go in leaving a legacy? Because we talk about, if we talk about um, 
R. Kelly and Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby was everybody's like dad mm-hmm. growing up, and everybody watched the Cosby Show <clears throat> and everything that he did. Um, and then when this came out, the black community was so distraught and devastated. And like, same thing with OJ. Like, OJ ain't do it, you know. Which, anyway, but. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was so um, upset about Bill Cosby, and in he was also pursuing to um, acquire a huge network. But in the wake of all of that, they pulled um, the Cosby Show from the air, so there are no royalties being had, being made from you know the Cosby Show being aired. Um, that deal for the network went out the window, and I'm sure anything else that had his name on. I think I think he had a scholarship or. Something he was doing to a college. Oof, they be doing this bad, man. But the, the that's the thing. Like, all of these accusers, all of these victims and women who are accusing him of doing this thing, like, does, like, does all his good go out the window? I mean, I definitely don't. Uh, well, I can't even say that. I mean, technically it does define him because it's like, you know, when um out in public, you know, you're just this brave persona, you know, you're just this great person, but you get behind closed doors and you do things like this. So it's kind of like, you know, like who really that is who you are. Exactly. So yeah. who, who really are you, you know? That's um, what integrity is, what you do when right. nobody's watching. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what, then you got to think about it, like, we're only going to, not even maybe us going to remember him, because we were still kind of young, but maybe the generation before us, you know, they remembered all the good things and stuff, but the generation that's coming up and yeah. right after us, you know, they were like, oh, well, Bill Cosby, who's that? He's a rapist, you know, that's it. So mm-hmm. that's what he's defined for now. <laughs> so uh, I also was telling Michael, I think we can uh, similarly think about Tupac, who was this and pioneer in rap music. Served time for that too. Oh, he did. Yeah. yeah. So he was also involved in a rape allegation, a rape scandal, um, and. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but I don't know that it comes up many times when you talk about Tupac these days. Mm-hmm. Now, in the in the, in the times that it happened, and then maybe in the wake of his death, um, it it could have been brought up. We was being born, but <laughs> um, I don't know that it's talked about very much because there's so so many other messages that live through his music today, and through the uh, messages that he portrayed through his lyrics, through um, the way he carried himself. So I don't know that that's forgotten, but it's not um, hugely discussed. And I'm wondering if this, if, if, if it, it would be the same with Kobe. Um, and I, and I wonder if that's because of how people carry it on. If people continue to speak negatively on you, that's all it's going to have, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I also don't think it's, I don't think it's fair to not bring up the bad stuff. 
And I say that because every experience that we have makes us who we are. Like I said, Kobe went on to be a great guy, um, from what I know. And um, I don't think it's anything wrong with bringing up the bad stuff, but um, I, I think it's something wrong when you uh, speak on the bad stuff uh, negatively. You know, if you're going to talk about it, you know, have a decent conversation about it, um, you know, well-rounded opinions. But, you know, don't just look at the situation negative. You know, look at the situation as, you know, what can we do better next time? Or what can we do better as, you know, just as human beings? If we are in a situation or if we know somebody else is in a situation. Is that only in death? What do you mean? So, um. Are you saying only look at situations when people die? Yeah, are we only learning from stuff like that? Are we only thinking about a legacy and stuff like that and when somebody's gone? Because, again, some of the guys being roped into this, like R. Kelly. <clears throat> I mean, you're never going to get all your flowers when you're no. alive. But, um, I mean, it's weird to say, but people don't really just think about you or look at you that way until, you know, after you're gone. Yeah. And it's just like... uh jaw dropper because it's like dang you know that person's not here anymore so i mean i mean people i mean have legacies now i mean you have what me in the basketball area you know michael jordan you know um whoever whoever that's bad stuff about jordan dude i mean (laughs) yeah i mean i don't think people is gonna talk about that stuff right now because i mean what's the point people not gonna bring it up until after you're dead because once, when, for one, you can't really say nothing about it because you gone. And then it's just like when you die, everybody wants to be like, oh, where? Here's his resume. Yeah. But while you're alive, they're not thinking about that. I mean, they probably trying to enjoy their daily lives. But as soon as something else happens, you know. So does the good matter? Like, if people <clears> just going <throat> to talk about you regardless and they're going to bring up the bad stuff regardless, does it even matter to do good? I mean, yeah, you, you, you mean, you're supposed to do good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just, I don't know, I just keep, I can't get R. Kelly out of my mind. Like, if this man was to talk die. Talk about you the rest of your life. R- I R- can't imagine people saying great things about R. Kelly if he was to die. I mean, probably not. I mean, the only good thing what people going to say is what is music. I don't know. The I mean, people talk about. Closet, I, I love R. Kelly's music. <laughs> but it's unfortunate that. And that's what a lot of people have been with the cancel culture. A lot of people have been torn with like separating the, or people say I can separate the artist and the person, but not really because hell, all his songs was about these young girls. So it kind of, I think in that moment it does taint the legacy because mm-hmm. in one respect you're thinking like, Oh, is this great musician? This artist, he's helped so many art. I mean, the number of songs he's written for people, my God. So, if our R. Kelly song came on right now, you wouldn't listen to it? I would have to turn it off. Yeah. Okay. Will I? If it if it's something I'm just like, jamming to, I might not think about it in the moment. Right. But if I'm like, damn, that's R. Kelly, I should probably turn it off. Yeah, turn it off. Hmm. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fair. It's reasonable. It's terrible. He's a terrible man. Yeah. He's also a damaged man, but 
product I'm say, of his environment. You got to take responsibility for it. But I think that um, I think that the interview and everything sparked a really good conversation about legacies and about the fact that the bad does not um, it, it defines who you are, but it doesn't have to be the only thing that defines who you are. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's really about like you said your whole resume. Um, after college, jobs don't care about your GPA, honestly. They want to know what your skills are. Right, they yeah. don't know what you did for the community. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't. They don't care that you, you know, made a C in a class. It's it's about you, your whole, the whole you. And I think that um, as we go through life, we have to take those lessons, right, the things that we're learning, and just use it as fuel and food to grow and blossom into the best version of ourselves so that upon death when it's our time we can say that we did you know we can leave with like the best of us right Mm -hmm. yes there's all these other you know things that surrounded me i'm kind of visioning like flower petals you know as 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 the flower grows the petals kind of fall off and there's these petals and these layers that fall off. and But at the end of the day, you get this beautiful flower. And that's what I hope to have and be and do. What kind of flowers do you like? Um, I don't know. I like roses. <laughs> um, I like pink flowers. I don't really know the names of them. Mm-hmm. I heard people say petunia, and I think that's a cute name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just like something pretty. But anyway, um, so speaking about legacies and somebody I think that is doing a great job of influencing not only his own legacy but some other people is Dwayne Wade mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and his beautiful wife, Gabrielle Union, and their beautiful children. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> So do you know a lot about it or you want me to tell Um, I mean, um, uh, I know that dang, what should I say? His son his, his daughter, daughter. She wants to okay, be referred his, to as daughter. It was his she. son, um, but he he wanted to have the pronouns of she and her. Mm-hmm. So now um he has a daughter. She considers herself a girl. Okay, fine, whatever, you know. Um it sparked like a lot of stuff because it showed a picture. I think um, she had like nails and whatever. The Christmas picture, I think. Yeah, you know, people were going, you know, berserk about it, blah, blah, blah. And then recently she um, changed her name, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I don't understand why people, you know, feel some type of way about it. It's literally like not their kid. You know, this is something that, you know, him and his wife have talked about, something that they're comfortable, you know, doing. That's their child, you know. Um, and especially in the black community, we have a bad habit of just, you know, laying things off to the side, you know. And then, like, not accepting, you know, who their children are. Because, you know, like, back in the day, like, you probably had tried to get that, get that beat out of you. Yeah, or they take you to church, <laughs> right? <laughs> and they had to pass through exorcism. Get the, get the on devil you. out of you, you know. 
Um, the devil thought he had me. I think Dwayne Wade is a good role model for uh, men. You know, because um, you know, he, I'm he's definitely not the only one going through what he's going through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a very stand-up guy. Um, not to mention that one of his sons is not even his. This is like his nephew that he's been raising, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people should take notes. You know, um, sometimes you, you don't have to speak on everything, you know. Just, you know, watch from afar and um, try to get what's positive out of it, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I um, I really commend he and Gabby for being so transparent and so, like, fuck the world. This is my family, you right. know, um, and loving their children and their daughters so much to where that they know that this is going to be in the media, but that's not going to shake anything in that household because of the love they have for her. Mm-hmm. And she's well-spoken also like i saw a video that Wade posted of her kind of speaking about just being yourself and that she thinks it's dumb to live in this body and literally force yourself to be something that you're not it doesn't make any sense and i'm right. like you're 12 <laughs> grown-ups don't know that yeah. okay so i was gonna um, say yeah, she has a, like a lot of courage too because i mean she already knew like growing up she's gonna be in that spotlight so mm-hmm. at the age that she's at it's been awesome. a a, con- a constant thing. I think the big thing was when they first, you know, um, took her to Pride. And everybody was like, why would you take your young child to Pride? Mm, right. And it's like, if that's something they want to do, I'd rather be supportive as a parent and be there as a guide for them mm-hmm. as, they f- as they try to figure it out. Right. Because in a world full of people that will hate you, for the color of your skin, for your sexual orientation, for your gender, for your social economic class, for no damn reason. Why would your parents not love you through that? Right. Like, and that's why he's so she's so confident because her parents have built that foundation for her. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what you think about the situation or how you say you may choose to parent your children. Nothing is going to trump love. Right. I mean, like, you know, um, <clears throat> if you don't agree with it, I mean, that's fine. You know, you raise your kids how you want to raise them. That's fine. But, um, you know, it's just a way to do everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, only thing I have a problem with is, like, um, you know, if it's the kid's choice, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, his parents out of here, you know, dressing their sons up in girls clothes same thing uh vice versa i know that's something that i don't think is right because you're not giving that kid a chance to do what they really want to do um yeah well you know me i think colors are dumb like i would refuse to have a pink baby shower none of that i don't care about like pinks and blues right yeah and all that crap um but i agree like if it's a child's choice let them do that um because so many is so many examples of this um sexuality and things not even just sexuality when it comes to like opposite sex or being on the spectrum um anything that like goes against your parents at least growing up and you know growing up in a baptist church and 
just with the family that I had, like, there's none of that. And, and for most people, especially in the black community, you're going to be this way, you're going to listen to me, you're going to do what I say, <laughs> because it's what I said, and that's, that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you have that military mindset, you stifle creation, uh, creativity, you stifle um, growth and who these young children are going to become. And when they get older, it's so much harder to, like, find yourself and to seep through this stack of trauma that you have built up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think it's important to, like, let kids be who they are. Like, literally, if they want to wear a rainbow tights with some blue shoes, a raincoat in the middle of the summertime, let them. Like, they kids, <laughs> you know? Um, and I, I just think that it's super, super important to be supportive as parents. And I think you and I have a different outlook on things now because we have children. Right. So it's like any pointers I can get, I'm going to take. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say like us, like we didn't even get Zola's ears pressed. Nope. Because, um, it's just something we wanted like her to grow up and be like, you know, okay. Hey, I want my ears pressed. You know, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, that's. Doing something to her body. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not something we wanted to do initially. So, um, you know, that's something She for still her. look like a little girl. <laughs> she still wear um, basketball shorts sometimes if she wants to. Right. Like, she still be looking crazy. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, literally, and I was telling Michael, I hope and pray that our children have the courage and the, um, like, are compelled enough to come to us with stuff like that Mm -hmm. because of the relationship we want to build with them because we not necessarily, you know, you don't have to, I'm not your friend, right? That's what I was told growing up. I'm not one of your friends and I don't have to be your friend, but let me be your confidant. Let me be your Mm -hmm. guide. Let me help you through this. So you're not going through it by yourself. Right. Cause you don't have to, that's what we hear. It's very important to have those type of talks. Because um, I know a lot of people don't have people to talk to. Mm-hmm. If you can't go to your parents, then who do you expect me to go to? You know. And when you go to somebody else, it's I mean, it's just a world with the things that can happen mm-hmm. and all kind of stuff. So I think Wade is doing a great job of his legacy. Wade. Yes, Wade. Um, I never really thought too much about him, but he's become this family man with my girl Gabby or whatever. I think. <laughs> You know, when a guy get a good woman behind him, he just be, like, doing the thing, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I just, I really appreciate their, they are a power couple, if I ain't never Thanks. seen one. So, um, I hope we have a legacy that, that'll, that'll leave some people I already got doing a better. <laughs> Drew God. Yeah. The flavor Messiah. The Flavor Messiah? hmm You like that one, huh? I do like that <laughs> one. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, I appreciate this talk. I appreciate you. Do you? Ooh. So I can see what I'm doing <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, um, yeah, I just, uh, again, I hope y'all... Think before y'all speak at your mouths and really think before you type on the internet. I was going to say, think before them fingers get the reacting. So the fingers turn up. Wait, chicken fingers? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? 
Chicken fingers. Twitter turn fingers turn to trigger fingers or trigger. Yeah. Trigger fingers turn to nigger fingers. Nigger fingers. Nigger. Or nigger. That's a person. Nigger. You know him. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Nigger. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> That is so funny. <laughs> Let us know what y'all think about these situations. Um, if y'all feel like we are completely wrong, let us know. Uh, feel free to comment on the episode. Send us an email at they said what pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Follow mm-hmm. us individually on Instagram at Sid said what S Y D S A I D W H A T underscore big sauce fan Vader. And also, uh, don't forget to follow our business page um drip like leak exactly mm-hmm. how it sounds leak l-e-a-k um where we have merch and different clothes dropping for you guys so um thank you very much and we'll hear from you next time thanks for coming to our sauce talk Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. Nikki, what it do, Nikki, what it do,